Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the Four Progress Football Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Pardee, and today we're going to be kicking off the NFC North in my Who Are They series with the Chicago Bears. Let's get on into it. So in case you guys are new here, what I do is I go over each team position by position and just break down their roster, as well as at the end I give a pessimistic and optimistic overview of their season, talk about their biggest over-under win total, and then what I think is the biggest strength and weakness of each roster. At the end of this whole series, I'm going to be doing a full season projection, as well as season awards prediction and a playoff prediction. So stick around till the end if you want to see that. Hit the subscribe button if you're on YouTube or follow along on Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening to this. And yeah, let's kick things off with the Chicago Bears. All right, so starting things off, as always, with the quarterbacks, they have Justin Fields, Trevor Simeon, and Nathan Peterman. Fields has all the talent in the world with a big-time arm, supreme accuracy in college, and elite athleticism. However, the Bears seem to be running a crash course on how to ruin a young quarterback. Since his time at Ohio State, Fields has held onto the ball for too long, which can lead to some amazing big-time throws and scrambles, but also some unnecessary sacks. We saw this amplified in Chicago last year as he was playing behind a terrible offensive line, which made him panic scramble far too often. His accuracy was noticeably worse in the NFL, completing just below 59% of his passes. Chicago also hardly designed quarterback runs for him, so hopefully this new regime can take advantage of his athleticism a little bit more. Typically, with such a young quarterback who needs some development, a team will try to build around him, but the Bears hired a defensive head coach and downgraded their wide receivers and offensive line. It would take a miracle for Fields to look like a top 20 quarterback this season, while he would easily achieve this mark in a better situation, I believe. Simeon didn't play too bad in some spot starts in New Orleans last year. The 2015 7th round pick had a few years in the post-Manning era to be Denver's next quarterback, but clearly showed that he was just a backup caliber player. It is very likely that Sean Payton's offense just brought the best out of Simeon, but you could get a lot worse caliber play than from a backup than what we saw last season. Peterman gets a bad rap for his time in Buffalo, where he was terrible to be fair. The former 5th round pick should never be a starter, but as a decent athlete and he appeared a lot more poised with his time in Vegas, I doubt he'll see the field, but I'm rooting for him to prove people wrong and maybe like a start or two due to injuries. So for running backs, they have David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert, Darrington Evans, Tristan Ebner, Demontre Tuggle, and fullback Kari Blastingham. So Montgomery is a solid all-around back. He's not overly fast or explosive, but provides some solid power and contact balance while also being a threat in the receiving game. I don't think he'll ever be a top 10 type back, but he should provide like a thousand ground yards and a couple hundred air yards for the next couple seasons barring injury. Herbert is a very similar back to Montgomery, making him a pretty nice backup. He's a bit lighter and faster, but showed last year that he can be a very capable starter when Montgomery was out with injuries. With a full season under his belt, we'll see if the carries are going to be a bit more split from now on, as Herbert hardly touched the rock from week 9 on. Evans was taken in the third round by the Titans in 2020 with an attempt to help relieve some of the workload off of Derrick Henry's back. Evans was an effective runner at Appalachian State, but not used much in the passing game. But when he got in the NFL, he instantly dealt with injuries. 
He played six games during his first two seasons before getting waived and now hopes to find some footing here in Chicago. Ebner is a rookie drafting the sixth round out of Baylor and Tuggle is a UDFA from this class. Blassingham has been the lead blocker for Derrick Henry these past few years in Tennessee but hasn't really done too much beyond just being a pretty solid blocker. So for wide receivers, they have Darnell Mooney, Equinemius St. Brown, Byron Pringle, Velas Jones Jr., Dante Pettis, Tajay Sharp, David Moore, and Simba Webster, Chris Fink, Isaiah Coulter, Daz Newsome, and Kevin Shaw. With this group, it feels like the Bears looked at the Packers receiving room and were like, nah, you guys can't be the worst in the league. Um, Mooney, though, he does provide a bright spot for this roster, posting 1,000 yards and 4 touchdowns last year, and showing some flashes that he can be a true number one, despite how terrible the rest of the offense looked. The 2020 fifth round pick is going to be truly challenged this year with the departure of Allen Robinson, so hopefully he can step up despite the constant attention he's going to be receiving from defenses. St. Brown had some hype in Green Bay as a 6-5 receiver with sub-4-5 speed. However, he struggled to stay healthy in his five years with the team and did not look good when he did get out there, despite playing opposite of Devontae Adams and having Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball. He's not a bad pickup here as he has the physical tools to be a solid receiver, he just needs to work on creating a bit more separation in his route, but to have him as your number two or number three and not your number four or number five is a pretty big concern. Pringle had a bit of a breakout year last year, playing mostly from the slot in Kansas City. The 2018 UDFA put up 568 yards and 5 touchdowns. At 6'2 with 4'6 speed, he has the ability to play both inside and out and could develop into a nice second option here, but at the same time, it's tough to see him getting better going from Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid to Justin Fields and first-time NFL play caller Luke Getze, their offensive coordinator. Jones Jr. was drafted in the third round out of Tennessee this year. The six-foot rookie ran a 4-3-1-40 and was the SEC Special Teams Player of the Year for his work as a returnsman. However, he's already 25 years old, which is older than Darnell Mooney, and it's not like he was crazy productive in college, posting 800 yards and 7 touchdowns at 24 years old. He's got a chance to see the field a lot as a rookie if he can beat out Pringle or St. Brown, but I don't think he really has too much upside beyond like a number three option. Pettis was drafted in the second round by the Niners in 2018, but was released after two seasons. He hardly saw the field these past two years with the Giants, and now is just hoping to make the Bears roster. Sharp got off to a hot start to his career, posting 500 yards and two touchdowns as a rookie fifth rounder in 2016. However, the next year he got injured and then could never replicate his success. After his rookie contract expired, he bounced around the league a bit and has now landed on this Bears roster. Moore had a couple of good seasons as a deep threat with Seattle, but then could hardly see the field last year with the Broncos. If he makes the roster, he'll likely just be a designated deep threat. Webster went undrafted in 2019, but has only seen a few snaps in his career so far with no targets. And then Fink went undrafted in 2020, but hasn't played yet. Calter was drafted in the fifth round in 2020 by the Texans, but has hardly seen the field. And Newsom was drafted in the sixth round last year, hardly seeing the field and not doing too much when he was out there. And then Shaw, he is a UDFA from this season. So for tight ends, they have Cole Komet, Ryan Griffin, James O'Shaughnessy, Ryson John, Jake Tongues, and Chase Allen. Komet had a solid season last year, posting over 600 yards, but zero touchdowns. 
The second round pick definitely needs to work on being a better red zone threat, but he's a good receiver and blocker and has a solid chance to be uh, top half of the league tight end this year. Griffin was Houston's tight end for years before going to the Jets for the past couple of seasons. He doesn't provide too much special, but he's a solid blocker who will give you a couple hundred yards a season. Jacksonville kept waiting for O'Shaughnessy to be their tight end one, but that never seemed to materialize. Underwhelming as both a receiver and a blocker, it's good he's just the tight end three for this team now. John went undrafted in 2020 but hasn't played yet, and Tongs and Allen are both UDFAs from this class. So along their offensive line, their projected starters right now are Larry Borum, Cody Whitehair, Lucas Patrick, Sam Mustafer, and Tevin Jenkins with Braxton Jones, Sean Coleman, Julian Davenport, Achavius Simmons, and Jean Delance backing up at tackle, Jatire Carter, Zachary Thomas, and Willie Wright backing up at guard, and Doug Kramer and Dieter Eisland backing up at center. So Bourne was drafted in the fifth round last year, but appeared in 10 games as a rookie due to injuries, starting eight of them. He didn't have that good of a rookie season, but definitely showed some promise with four games allowing less than two pressures, including a zero pressure game. Now switching over from to left tackle from right tackle, he's going to have a lot of responsibility to protect Fields' blindside. And then they drafted Jones this year in the fifth round out of South Utah. Coleman was drafted in the third round in 2016, last starting for the Browns in 2017, where he was not good and promptly replaced. Whitehair has center guard flexibility, starting at either position since being taken in the second round in 2016. He has looked better while at center, but they moved him over to guard again last season, and with the addition of Lucas Patrick, it's likely he'll play there again. Carter was taken in the seventh round this year out of Southern University. Patrick, he went undrafted in 2016 and played at either guard position and center during his time in Green Bay, starting at their center last year when healthy. He did look better as a guard in 2020, so it will be interesting to see if they end up flipping Patrick and Whitehair, as that probably would result in a better line, just based off of what we've seen in the past. Kramer was taken in the sixth round this year out of Illinois, and Eislin went undrafted in 2020 but hasn't played yet. Mustafer was the Bears starting center last year, but didn't look good there. Now entering year four, the undrafted player is listed at guard, so hopefully he does a bit better there and doesn't have to worry about snapping now too. Thomas was taken in the sixth round out of SDSU this year, and this could definitely just be my bias as a SDSU student, but he was a phenomenal run blocker there, and I wouldn't be surprised if he did beat out Mustafer for this job, just because he has higher upside. Wright went undrafted in 2019, but hasn't taken the field yet, and Jenkins was taken at the top of the second round last year out of Oklahoma State. He missed most of his rookie season with injuries and didn't look the best when he did get out there, but he was one of college's best tackles, so hopefully with a fully healthy offseason he can lock down the right side of that line. Davenport has a lot of snaps under the belt, but has been one of the worst tackles in the league while on the field. Hopefully for the Bears starters can stay healthy so that they can keep him on the bench. Simmons was taken in the 7th round in 2020 and saw a few snaps last year where he did not play too well, and DeLance is a UDFA from this class. So for interior defensive linemen, they have Angelo Blackson, Justin Jones, Mario Edwards Jr., Kairis Tonga, Mike Pennell Jr., Lakeo London, Azua Alofahai, and Micah Dude Treadway. Blackson has been a rotational lineman for various teams throughout his career. 
Last year, he saw his most snaps, pressures, and run stops, so maybe there's some hope as this team's best interior lineman that he can be kind of good, but honestly, I wouldn't be that optimistic. Jones is coming over from the Chargers after spending his first four seasons there. He missed much of last season with injuries, but should be a decent run defender while on the field. Edwards looked great as a second-round rookie in 2015 with the Raiders, but fell off after that. His rookie season, he split time playing at edge and interior, but has mostly played on the inside since then. He did have a good 2020 as a rotational pass-rushing interior lineman with the Bears, but he couldn't repeat that success last year. However, he likely will see more snaps this year, as he's probably the best pass rusher up the middle. Tonga was drafted in the 7th round last year to play nose tackle. He saw a couple hundred snaps as a big body, 320 pound guy to clog up the middle, but wasn't much more than just that big body as a rookie. Panel should definitely push Tonga for that nose tackle job, as he's gotten a couple hundred snaps in that role every year since 2014. Um, not being anything crazy there, but providing a consistent level of run defense. London went undrafted in 2020 and has one career snap. Alufa Hai went undrafted in 2020 and saw some playing time as a rookie, but didn't play well and did not see the field last year. And Du Treadway is a UDFA from this class. So for edge defenders, they have Robert Quinn, Alkadin Muhammad, Travis Gibson, Dominique Robinson, Charles Snowden, Sam Kamara, and Carson Taylor. Quinn has had a weird up and down career where at times he's been first team all pro, second team all pro, and a three time pro bowler, but he also has very forgettable seasons sprinkled in between. Last year he exploded for 18th sacks, which was tied for second in the league, but also only 47 pressures, which was tied for 26th. He is a solid pass rusher, but to expect the same sack production this year would be kind of crazy, especially with the rest of this defense not looking the greatest around him. Muhammad has been quietly a good edge rusher for the Colts for these past few years, so Bears News head coach Matt Eberflus brought him along. Last year, he finished with 37 pressures and 7 sacks, and has been getting better each and each season. However, he was also playing on a more talented Colts line, so with him now being the second best player here, it's likely that we could see a production drop. Gibson was drafted in the 5th round in 2020 and saw significant playing time last year after Cleo Max injuries. He got 27 pressures and 10 sacks as a rotational rusher, but hopefully he can keep developing here and be a very solid rotational pass rusher. Robinson is a 5th round rookie out of Miami of Ohio. Kamar played about 100 snaps last year as a UDFA, but didn't do too much with those snaps. Snowden went undrafted last year and hardly played, and Taylor is a UDFA from this season. So, for linebackers, they have Roquan Smith, Nicholas Moreau, Matt Adams, Noah Dawkins, Joe Thomas, Caleb Johnson, CJ Avery, Jack Sanborn, and Christian Albright. Smith is one of the league's best linebackers and will be playing on his fifth-year option, so he will be playing for a new contract this year. Throughout his career, he's only been credited with two touchdowns in coverage and has been really good against the run. Moreau missed all of last season with injuries, but has been developing into a very underrated coverage linebacker for the Raiders after going undrafted in 2017. Hopefully he can bounce back from his injury completely healthy and prove that he is a top cover linebacker in the league now. Matt Adams is another player following Eberflus from the Colts. He was drafted in the 7th round in 2018, but hasn't played too much yet on defense, missing a lot of time with injuries so far in his career. Dawkins went undrafted in 2019, but has hardly played yet. 
Thomas went undrafted in 2014, but has never been a starter, just coming in for a couple hundred snaps a year and providing some backup caliber play. Johnson, he went undrafted last year and hardly saw the field. And then Avery, Sanborn, and Albright are all UDFAs from this season. So for cornerbacks, they have Jalen Johnson, Kyler Gordon, Thomas Graham Jr., Lamar Jackson, not the quarterback, Kendall Vildor, Tavon Young, Bo Pete Keys, Greg Stroman Jr., Duke Shelley, Jason Stanley, and Allie Green IV. Johnson was drafted in the second round in 2020 and is already showing signs of being a number one type corner. He's only allowed 200 yards on the whole last season and while only missing two games. Kyler Gordon was a great draft pick this year, taking the second round out of Washington. A great athlete who can play both slot and outside corner, he did not allow a touchdown despite playing opposite of first-round pick Trent McDuffie, so he saw a lot of targets. I think he has number one cornerback upside, and I'm super excited to watch this corner duo this year, as right now they are super unproven, but they have some of the highest upside in the league. Graham has made some appearances towards the end of last year and played pretty well, he mostly played outside, so if he wins a starting role, I wouldn't be surprised if Gordon just like kicks inside, and that's the trio that we see the most. Lamar Jackson went undrafted in 2020 and didn't play at all last year. He was forced to start as a rookie with the Jets and did not look good, as one would expect out of a slow, undrafted free agent. He got a shot here to earn some playing time, though, in case of injuries or just lack of reduction with such a thin top. Vildor started many games for the Bears last year, but the second year fifth round pick did not fare too well. He has the physical tools to make it with 4-4 speed and a 39.5 inch vert, but is a bit undersized at 5-11 and will likely just be depth this year unless he takes some strides forwards. Young is a solid slot option who definitely could end up starting here, but he is constantly in and out of the lineup with injuries, which is why Baltimore moved on from him. I'm rooting for him to stay healthy and make an impact on this roster, but it kind of looks like his best play might be behind him, whether it's just injuries taking the toll on his body or just him unable to stay on the field. Keyes was drafted in the seventh round in 2020 by the Chiefs and has already bounced around the league a bit, hardly seeing snaps for Kansas City and then last year with Indianapolis. Stroman saw a lot of time his rookie year with Washington back in 2018 as a slot and outside corner, but the seventh round pick proceeded to struggle with injuries and has hardly seen the field since then. Shelley was dropped in the 6th round in 2019 and saw a significant amount of snaps last year from the slot but didn't play too well. With the offseason additions, he's now just fighting for a roster spot. Stanley went undrafted in 2019 but hardly has played yet and Green is a UDFA from this class. So for safeties, they have Eddie Jackson, Jaquan Brisker, DeAndre Houston Carter, Dane Cruikshank, Elijah Hicks, Michael Joseph, John Alexander, Jalen Jones, and AJ Thomas. Jackson had a breakout year two where his aggressive ball hawking style of play led to six interceptions and he looked like one of the best safeties in the league. However, since the more conservative Adrian Amos left the Bears in 2019, he has not looked as good. His risky style of play was great when there was a pass rush forcing the ball out fast and a partner in crime alongside him to offset his risk taking, but without those two, he's caught out of position too often. Hopefully with Brisker next to him, he can start looking like his old self once again. Brisker was taken in the second round this year out of Penn State. The Bears hope he can fill that box safety role that complimented Jackson so well years ago, and he definitely has the tools to do so. He's a great athlete who will play closer 
to the line of scrimmage and be a headhunter for Eberflus and this defense. DeAndre Houston Carter has been a backup on the Bears since being drafted in the sixth round 2016. However, last year he saw a lot of snaps as a third safety and even a couple of starts. He played pretty great for them as a versatile defensive back and will likely play the same role again this year. I expect a lot of three safety sets out of this team due to the talent of these top three guys. Crookshank was drafted in the fifth round in 2018 by the Titans and earned the third safety role last year. He started a couple games due to injuries and looked alright out there, but honestly I don't know how much to attribute that to Vrabel somehow keeping that whole squad together. Um, we'll see if he's able to get any playing time this year and how he looks when he does. Hicks was drafted in the seventh round this year out of Cal. Joseph went undrafted in 2018 and hardly has played yet. And Alexander, Jones, and Thomas are all UDFAs from this class. So for special teams, they have Cairo Santos at kicker. Trenton Gill at punter, and Patrick Scales and Antonio Ortiz competing at long snapper. Santos has been an up-and-down kicker throughout his career, but has played well for the Bears for these past two seasons, making 94 and 87% of his field goal attempts. Gill was drafted in the seventh round this year out of NC State, and Scales has been the team's long snapper since 2015, but they did bring in UDFA David Ortiz. Not David Ortiz, that would be crazy. <laughs> UDFA Antonio Ortiz to compete for the job. Alright, so now this is when I talk about their season as a whole. I give the team's floor and ceiling, talk about what can go wrong, what can go right, their over under, their biggest strength, and their biggest weakness. So I kind of see the floor of this team as 5 and 12. I do think that Eberflus will keep them in a lot of games with his solid defense, and they should have a good enough ground game, but. Some things that can go wrong is Fields, he doesn't show development from year one, um, continuing to hold on to the ball for too long while under a lot of pressure and having no one open. Um, these running backs play well, but as in most cases, that's not going to win a lot of games. These wide receivers, they, they could be the worst in the league with Mooney regressing now that he's the true number one and has to deal with like all the focus from the defense and everyone else looking like a number four option at best. Komet is just an all-right security blanket again, and this offensive line is just terrible across the board. On defense, this interior group could be an absolute mess. Uh, Quinn, he's likely to regress again, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him traded by the end of the season if this team's not contending. Smith continues to be good, but Moreau isn't able to step up besides him as a full-time starter. Um, and then with so much youth in the secondary, although I love their upside, they could struggle to be disruptive in year one together. Optimistically, I see the ceiling of this team as 9-8, and eight, maybe squeaking into a wild card. Um, some things that can go right is Fields flashes his elite upside and helps them win games that they just flat out shouldn't. Um, this run game could be elite with Fields, Montgomery, and Herbert all bouncing off each other. Mooney, he could play like a true number one. He has shown the ability to. We just need to see it. And Jones could look good as a rookie with the rest of these receivers being just enough decent compliments, you know? Um, this offensive line isn't going to be good, but they could be just good enough to allow this offense to function most of the time. On the D-line, someone would need to come out of nowhere for this interior group to be good, but Quinn, Muhammad, and Gibson could be a nice rotational edge trio. Smith and Moreau could be a great linebacker duo, and the secondary could all come together nicely if these rookies play pretty great and everyone just starts hitting their upside, but that is a lot to ask out of these young guys. 
I think I'm going to have to go with the under for this team. Um, there's just so many what-ifs and you need for development on this team that it's hard to see that all happening in year one with this coaching staff. Fields could easily make this look stupid as they also don't have the toughest schedule. I just find it hard to buy into a team that focused so heavily on developing their defense when they have such a young quarterback who needs help developing in this stage of his career and they did not go out and get him a good wide receiver or offensive line. Um, for their biggest strength, I'm going to put their secondary. Um, it might not be their biggest strength on paper right now, but I think it truly has a chance to be elite. It may not be this season. I may be projecting a bit, but I think they have a great young corner duo between Johnson and Gordon, as well as a potentially elite safety duo if Jackson can return to form and Brisker can hit the ground running. Throw in DeAndre Houston Carter as a third safety or slot option, or one of these other young corners stepping up and just providing some solid level play, and I really like the direction that this unit is heading in. Um, but I do not like the direction of these receivers. That's what I put as their biggest weakness. I just don't see too much reason for optimism with this group of weapons. I hope Mooney can be a number one, but he still needs to prove it. Like, I think he can, but we'll see this year if he is. St. Brown and Pringle are leaving elite quarterbacks and offensive coaches, so I find it hard to believe that now in Chicago, they're going to somehow improve here. Phyllis Jones has some upside, but it took him until he was 24 to look any good in college. Kmet is nice, but he needs to be a better red zone threat and puts importance on the board. I just don't think that they're giving Fields enough weapons, which is going to lead to him holding on to the ball too much, scrambling too much, and taking too many sacks. Alright, so that's going to do it for today's episode. If you're on YouTube, leave a like, comment, subscribe. Let me know what you think of the Chicago Bears season. Are you as nervous for it as I am, or do you think that they got a chance to sneak into that wildcard spot? Um, if you're on Apple, Spotify, leave a five-star review and tell your friends about it. Let's start getting this spread out. And yeah, I'll see you guys all next time.